G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. All right, Ash, back season two, finally, for our lucky viewers. We've had, like, four goes at this now. Yep. And, and everyone would have seen, maybe got a little bit of a snippet of it last week, because we've stuffed it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. But when we had our break... It was round two in the NBA playoffs. The AFL season was just kicking off. What a season the AFL was. What a playoffs the NBA was. Um, Upsets with Dallas beating Phoenix in seven games after being nearly 3-1 down. Then AFL, what a season. (laughs) What a season. What a climactic finish. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Yeah, there we go. go. (laughs) But like... Just the whole time in the AFL season, we'll jump into the AFL straight away. Yep. With the new rules coming in place, how fast the game was moving, it was. It's weird that Geelong ended up winning grand final, seeing as how old they were, but how smart they were looking managing the players and getting. I know we've talked about this last week in the yeah, other but, part. But the thing with that though is they injected youth as well for the year, so they actually injected speed, which was. A big requirement this season, as you could see, with how every game turned out and got played in the end. Yeah, like every, there were so many momentum shifts. You had to capitalize on your momentum. Apart from the grand final, when John just had the momentum for four quarters, basically. So. But they started off the red hot, and it was just unselfish team play that made them so good. Yeah, in that grand final, but it was the midfield um, players that are going in. It was Atkins. It was it was danger a couple of times, and. It, um, O'Connor, like they had different looks every single time. Selwood pinched in there. Um, you had Jeremy Cameron going into um, stoppages with Guthrie. Like the amount of options they had to go through the middle served them so yeah. well throughout the season. Yeah. And like you said, injecting those, that youth into that team yeah. like helped home, them. Holmes and everyone on the wing, like which is, and Isaac Smith even, as yep. much as he wasn't young, like he was still that speed and... Played half forward and, to the wing, to the yeah, wing, to the half forward. Yeah. Played, went to stoppages. Like yeah. Geelong, were, Geelong looked after their team the best over any side. Yep. Sydney, unfortunately, didn't rock up on the big day. But that, they were deserving to be in the grand final, I think. I think the two teams that made the grand final were the two best teams. In I wouldn't Geelong say Sydney, Sydney was the best team, but they they came to play all finals, bar yeah. the one, the last who one. Who would you think was the better team? Out of which, out uh, of, who who would have been another good team to be in that grand final? Uh, Take the result out of yeah. it. See, Melbourne, Melbourne probably would have been. They would have matched up really well and played hard, and obviously experience as well. Yeah, they they would have been probably a better fit. Um, I feel like Brisbane, Brisbane was there. They had up and down. Um, uh, up and down games but when you actually look at their team and what they could have brought I feel like they could have handled that pressure as well um, but and but you can't I, really say that seeing as you, Brisbane got smacked by Geelong in so the prelim so and Melbourne really, went out in straight sets yeah. so it's, it's really hard because then like you could also then say Collingwood would have been a good like competition for Geelong I, I agree with that and, they just and the, the pressure that they would have brought and they they could they proved all year that they could sustain it and back it up after yeah, they've done minute, it. So it was probably, unfortunately, Sydney couldn't back it up after yeah. a really good and close contest with Collingwood. Um, 
obviously the better team on the day one that one Sydney was the better team all day yep. until the last quarter yep. um, got through and then unfortunately they couldn't back it up really so. yeah. and look it just goes to show how good Geelong were they were primed they were ready was it a push in the back we'll never know push in the back by Papley but <laughs> <laughs> but no in all honestly in all honest, honesty uh, Melbourne you go, you'll get it Sin- yeah, Sydney beating <laughs> Melbourne at the MCG in the first final yeah I I thought, yeah, Sydney are the real deal, and they should be in it. And I yep. honest, I think the two best teams were in the grand yep. final because the other team that I thought that was decent in Richmond did, just fell away in the close games, like all season, and also losing to North Melbourne yep. is not a good case during the season at all. Yeah. So you turn those five or six close losses around, they could have been top four, and we could have had a Geelong Richmond grand final again. Yep. But. It wasn't to be the case. Yeah, that's true. But um, anyway, we'll get it. We'll get away from the grand final and and the final series anyway, because it, it was it was probably the most amazing final series up until that point yeah. that we've seen for a number of years, um, with close game after close game and really really good games actually. Um, so, but that leads us probably into more of the trade period as well. Yeah, which, massive. Which we obviously missed and. And there's been a lot of movement um, in the in the off off season. As even well. even just in the last three or four days, obviously Ross Lyon getting named as a head coach at St Kilda again. Yeah, that is massive in itself. Yeah, um, which is pretty. Uh, like, how has Brett Rutten? He's he's actually copped it twice now because he got shafted at Carlton for um, Malthouse for Malthouse, and he shouldn't have been fired then. Yeah, and that. Ended up putting Carlton back. Is this going to be the same thing at the Saints? Well, I, I it, this go on to St Kilda. I don't understand how they're already in debt with paying off coaches already. Yeah. They were still paying off Quentin Richardson before Quentin giving. Richardson. Well, who oh, that's the NBA player, Alan Richardson. <laughs> sorry, but they still paying him off, and they gave Ratten an extension in July, and now they got to pay Ratten. All his contract yeah. and I'm paying Ross Lyon mega bucks because he's asking for a lot. Yeah, like where's the like where's the soft cap? This is the the um, you only get a certain amount of money you can spend for your coaching. If you're all only spending it on just the head coach, yeah, there's not much avenue for it to trickle down. So I can't see it being very successful at St Kilda in that. Oh, it's honestly ridiculous. Like, and if you like. We obviously spoke about this last week, but nobody heard it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Essendon, the fact that no, no, the fact that St Kilda can honestly look at their list and say that they should have been a top four contender, or or they sh- they can blame the coach for any of this. When look at their list, like if we actually go through it and look at their A graders, just one, like they they. You can, you can obviously call Jack Steele an A grader for how he played last season. Yep. This year he was out for half the season and, and, and didn't didn't get back to where he where he was last year, yep. the year before. Sorry. And if you look at any of the other players, there's no genuine A grader. There I'll, is no... I'll give you I'll give you Rowan Marshall for an up and down yeah. A grader, and I'll give you Jack Sinclair. That is it. I yeah. can't. I can't even yeah. get to five A graders. Yeah. But there are two other. Who's the two but, next? Who's the next two? Let, let's let's do exactly what we were doing last week. But let's go. Let's let's go and look at the two bottom sides. West Coast and Kangaroos. West Coast and Kangaroos compared to St Kilda's top five, and 
I'm happy to even go to Essendon's top five as well. No, nah, I don't stuff them. No? Okay, let's leave Essendon out. But, let's go. Right, I'll, I'll let, do West Coast, you do yeah. North Melbourne. Yep. So let, I'll go first West Coast player. I go Luke Shuey. Yep. And for North Melbourne, I'll I'll chuck in Ben Cunnington. If you're yep. going to chuck in Jack Steele injury season, yep. they're, they're genuine A-graders. Elliot Yo for my second one. Yep. I'll, I'll For North Melbourne, I'll put in Luke Davey, LD. L-U-D. Lucas Davies Union. Davies Union. There you go. I was right. And uh, I'll go Nick Nat for... Yep. So then North, um, I would probably chuck in Zerha. What about Goldstein if we're going to Yeah, I guess we can chuck in Goldstein, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. I'll I'll, I'll actually put in Zerha as well. Yeah, so I'll I'll match it. I'll go McGovern. Yep. So there's already four Four. for both of us. And then for North, uh, they're struggling now to get the fifth. Um, I would I would go Simkin, seeing two best and fairest winners. Yeah, does that put him as an A grader? Because well, you got to win. You have to be good to win. Like you, you want br- best I, and fairest. I'm gonna say you can you can put him as an A grader if you put any of the St Kilda after their second or third player as an A grader. Simkin will be one, but I, I, I'm, I'm only that... gonna say that I can probably get to four genuine. Genuine A graders for North. I saw I've got Cali. I could yeah. go. Yeah, you've got Brass. Yeah, West you, Coast are yeah. loaded. They're yeah. just injury ridden. Yeah, they did have an injury ridden season, but they're still bottom two side, and they've got they've got what we've just named minimum five A graders for them. North got four. If I go a genuine A grader for Saints, I go Jack Steele, and then I'm gone. Like then you can then you can start putting in maybe Jack Sinclair, seeing as he was in the All Australian squad. Yeah, you could put in Roland Marshall because I think he was uh, he was there about last season or the season yeah. before. So you got three. I would say Jake Gresham. I think he's an awesome player. Yeah, but he's not an A grader. I think he's just injury ridden. Yeah. I don't think he's an A grader. I think he's in the but, top five players of that team. Yeah, he's in the top five players of that team, but that doesn't mean he's an A grader. No. Brad Hill is not an A grader. You watch Hill because Ross Lyon's there now. Ross Lyon playing where he belongs. Didn't he go to Hawks? He's gone. Brother Hill. I'm pretty sure Brad Hill's gone. Did he get traded? Oh, I don't maybe, think. He, I don't think. Maybe, he, maybe I, he didn't. I don't think. Maybe there was just a lot of start, rumors about it. He did it. start at the Hawks, but just no, no. Maybe there was a lot of rumors. Um, no, not Hawks. Sorry, to North. I thought it, it was a lot of rumors. For yeah, yeah. To go Brad back Hill to the to go North. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's there's only three genuine A graders at St Kilda, and they're expecting the coach to to coach them to get to like King's not an A grader yet. No. He has potential to be, but their he has to change line, a few their things. Their back line is the, one of the most pathetic back lines in the whole of AFL. Oh, be cool. They have no genuine key back. They've got their, their best back is Dougal Howard, who should be a third-tier defender. There's no way you haven't included Josh Battle in that. Have you seen his statistics one-on-one? He does not get beaten. Look, the, yeah. the ball coming down... Down there helps he you with that. Rarely got beaten. No, okay. And the I came down no. no. So By the way, people, that's I, just our producer okay, so Brandon Allen. We, we've, we've now got a new person <laughs> on board, so he's meant to just be I staying quiet. He's that meant to be awful. he's meant to be staying quiet and sitting in the background. But I'm happy to bring Nick Battle, in, uh, not Nick Battle, Josh, Josh Battle, Battle. Right, not his brother. Um, I'm happy to bring Josh Battle into it because I really like Josh Battle. He would be a but, but you can't call him an A grader because he hasn't been able to do. He hasn't got any accolades for it, and and really he gets thrown around so much, 
and doesn't actually get to lock down a position. He's not, not an eight, settled yeah, A grade. That versatile and still I agree. play that well, you'd have to give him an A grade standard, though. Yeah, no, I really like him and I love a versatile player, but the fact that he hasn't actually set in stone that he is a genuine A grade player, he can't be called an A grade player. That's fair. Thank you. Uh, That's why right, I so you go back to your hole. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> no. on that note, I just want to yeah. give some. I know the off season gives us yes. a lot of thrills and a lot of upsets. Like obviously watching Brody Grundy go to Melbourne, very upsetting. Seeing it's like seeing your, your ex girlfriend with a new boyfriend type of thing. Yep, it's very upsetting. But the greatest news, the greatest news of this off season was Jack Madison didn't get a contract. Yeah, that was. I was uh, 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 We're talking about Josh Battle losing, not losing one on ones. I've never seen a player lose that many one on ones <laughs> and still get picked. And still in the game. keep getting picked and over it, and over again. And he was one game no, away no, from his trigger no, clause no, as well, no, which is shattering no, for him. No, but, uh, it's I'm, not. It's it was a miracle for me. So, <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to ever speak about that guy again. But what what, what would you say Melbourne's off season with getting Grundy with Gorn partnering him up? I think it will work. I'm actually I'm on optimi- I, I'm optimistic on it. I don't think it'll work purely because. I hope you're right. Yeah, purely because I think so. They're both they're both guys that need time in the middle to dominate and work over their other ruckman, the yeah. the opposing ruckman. Grundy is not a very good forward when he goes forward, so he'll usually he gets rested on the bench and not forward. And for a ruckman to do that, you usually want him to go forward and be able to clunk him, and, and play big. No, stretch, stretch the defence. Just because, play big because no, if he goes if he goes down back, uh, sorry, goes forward, their key back basically has to go to him, and then it starts stretching the guys off. Ben Brown and um, who's that? Tom McDonald. Any of those guys. Pickett. Gorn. Gorn isn't... He, he can take a mark, yes. He's, he's definitely a really good overhead mark, but he's shocking in front of goals. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many looks or anything you give them up forward. That's where I'm really struggling to see hindsight of what they're looking at. For Grundy yeah. to succeed in Melbourne, he needs to play big. He needs to do what Gorn does, float behind the ball, take big marks, get the ball forward, but also command the forward yeah. line. In, like you're saying, he needs to stretch it, take the number one defender away, but he has to take the marks. Like yeah. Grundy's game has always been based on running, running, being another ground midfielder, yep. which <clears throat> he won't need to do in this team. He doesn't. When he was at Collingwood, he's never had this midfield talent. Yeah. He's but- never had the... Um, Petrarca bursting out of the middle. He's never had the Clayton Oliver bursting it. Viney, yep. Brayshaw. He's got class everywhere he oh, hits he, the ball. He does. And But the, the thing that they're trying to replace is Luke Jackson. They've just lost their, their centre-half forward slash second ruck. So the guy they're trying to replace and the guy that that team is trying to fill that hole is a centre-half forward slash second ruck. Gorn and Grundy don't fit that mould. So... I don't see where I don't unless they unless one of them develop and plays seventy th- percent well, forward yeah, and was, the other plays thirty. Jackson played fifty six percent more ruck time than what he did in twenty twenty, yeah. but he played seventy percent more in the ruck than what Gorn did. Yeah, Gorn, Gorn was we Gorn found also that Gorn got has injuries. Yeah, and everything he carried well. carried so, a lot of injuries. This so year. once they're both up and running, like I said, they're both going to want to work over and and. Um, Tactically destroy their opposing ruckman. Well, they're, they're professionals. They have to adapt. They the have game to. They're going to have to. Learn. And, that, and Grundy going into that situation, 
he'll 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 know. He'll just know. So Grundy will know coming into this team, he has to do X, Y, and Z to yep. be what they need because he's not taking that number one spot from Gorn, seeing as Gorn's held Correct. it for the last six captain. Year. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time though. Gorn's obviously happy to... What a luxury really. to go oh, yeah. into a game going, fuck, we need to get a centre clearance here. We need to put our good best ruckman in. Yeah. Well, which one do you want? Yeah. Like, I think that's a pretty good get. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish it before we go into the quarter time break. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Yeah. And my question for you is, is the homesickness deal and saga going too far now that now we're allowing... A first round pick, a number one pick from last year in Jason Horn Francis to be able to demand a trade because he wants to go home the following year and not fight it out to bring hit the team that drafted him along. I hate having this conversation with you because we've had it twice now. But <laughs> in all honesty, let's, yeah. let's let's uh, maybe go into quarter time and then yeah. and then we'll come back and hear your answer. Yeah. All right. So where where I left you? What? Let's see what you got for. I just reckon. I reckon that if Jason Horn Francis, completely different set of circumstances, especially with the Alistair Clarkson part of it, because he was get a sign the two year extension, and then the whole Hawthorne review happened, and it's just more shambles for a young player. And you know what? With all the circumstances going around, I'll leave. But players like that are doing, like Isaac Rankin, for example, yep. does his three years at Gold Coast, demands a trade back to Adelaide. Only Adelaide because he's homesick. Yeah. Right? So your job is playing footy. That is your job. Yeah. There was nothing. I think Gold Coast are trending upwards. Yeah. I don't think Adelaide are going anywhere. I think they have ups and downs, but Gold Coast were right there trying to get to finals for the whole season for once. Yep. And he was a massive player on it. Yep. Your job is to play AFL footy. Your standard should be playing for as high as you can, as competitive as you can, and the perks of it is you get paid big bucks. Yep. Now, Jason Horn Francis, he wants to play footy. You can see that he wants to play footy. He yells at the veterans at that club. Yeah, but I I reckon he actually had such an up and down season and didn't actually realise where he was at last season. He he didn't have he wasn't like a Sam Walsh walking in and absolutely no. just destroyed teams off his own back and trying to carry the team. Yeah. He was so inconsistent. He was so But could but, you blame yeah, that on no, the he, on the where he was playing? Yes. He started he started the full pocket in his first game. Yeah, but that yeah. And half forward. He, he Sam pl- Walsh was bang straight into the middle. Man, I could talk blue no, in my face. Okay, no, this. so Jason Horn Francis, yeah, he played he played half forward, but he also played he played half forward and middle. Yeah. He played forward mid role, which is a really good role for a for an up and coming player because you actually get the best of both worlds. You get a little bit of time and space at half forward and you, then you get to go into the okay. middle and get it and, and pinch it and you're bringing Sam Welsh in it who started in the midfield straight away like the, it just it, doesn't make sense because it's still the same thing as the, the fact that he's gone to a club that is struggling and hasn't done anything for a little while and the fact that he can't even Ever. put in two years at the one club that just drafted him and, and used their resource on him to get him there and he's meant to be such a good player that he couldn't even develop there and try and prove that he could be a good player before he's even made that request. I it, would have made that request with that circumstance. If, no. if the Hawthorne review didn't happen 
and he still requested a trade, I would be pissed. Yeah, but we don't know that. We don't know if he was... No, just, he was about to sign. He, there was multiple reports. He had the two-year no deal proof. worth... Yes. Just go to the Damon Barrett podcast, mate. I trust that guy to him. He really gets everything out. There was more money in this contract for these two years than what Port Adelaide originally were going to offer him. Yeah. So I, Jason Horn Francis in a different kettle of fish. Now, if it was, say, a player like um, Jai Aismith, who let's say he's Victorian, right? We, we know the potential on this guy. I reckon he'll be, in the next five years, one of the best forwards in the league. Yep. Right? And let's say he's from Melbourne. If he requested a trade right now saying he's homesick, then I go, nah, you're right, Ash. That is crap. Absolutely agree. But the factor with the with these kids that are growing up were a lot more connected. I think the homesick rule is just a joke. I think it's just yep. a way to get out of it. I agree with it. And But there's some stability in the clubs that should have ownership. When you're drafting a player, you have to... Look after the player. This is your investment. Take a bit more out of the American yeah, sports. From all from all accounts, with Jason Horn Francis, for example, he's had Brent Harvey going to mentor him. He's had all these guys. Go, like he's yeah, he's had this argument and stuff with Goldstein, but that's an on-field incident. Like that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me, because heat of the he, game, heat of the game, heat of the battle, everything like that. They would have. They would have. Blown off straight away. It was just got made a big deal out of the media. So what about this but noble thing where the play, players are saying that he was too harsh? Like he had to apologise to yeah. the team in front of media because he was too hard on the team after they got smacked by Brisbane because they were non-competitive. Yeah, but what well, that may I, I don't know that report, but there's no way that there's like ten, twenty players that are saying, "Oh no, you're being too hard on us." There's no way if you're a competitive. Person, and they're not playing. built like what we were or future. Like they are yeah, very, very mummatized. Yeah, but there's some. There's still some veterans in there. There's still some guys over 25, which pretty close to our age. There's not anything to say that. There's no way there was 20 guys on that list, 25, 30 guys on that list that are going. No, that's way too hard. Well, you, you, shouldn't you, be, you shouldn't be making us run. Let's, you let's be actually be logical here. Yeah, it probably was because there's no way he's going to apologise to th- only three players or less than half the playing group. The list is of 48, so let's say half of it. It's still 24. Yeah, maybe maybe it was how it came across, but like maybe he was just he still had to, pathetic. Still had to apologise to the pathetic media, excuses for footballers, which he probably wasn't wrong. No, he just but. said that the intensity of an AFL football is not there in this group, and we need to have a hard look. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Do you think that's anything bad, no, Brandon? That's, that's oh, completely no. Completely yeah, fine. and he had to apologise for it. So what I'm trying to get at is there was a culture problem at Kangaroos. Yep. I know if I go to a shady club, and I'm not saying as in a footy club, I'm saying a nightclub, shady nightclub. I'm getting the hell out of there real quick. I don't want. Yeah. That's trouble there. But Jason Horn Francis took them the initiative and the motive to get out. Well, because it's still chaos. Because Clarkson's still not the coach. He's been hired. He's had to be quiet. He's making moves behind the back, like behind yep. everything. But there's so much turmoil behind the scenes at Kangaroos, at Hawthorne, and at Brisbane that I'm very worried for all three clubs right now. And any club that's trying to. Adam Uze is one of those people. Per, person because he was at Hawthorne at the time and he's one of the best assistant coaches in the in the game and this whole Hawthorne thing is messing everything up. Yep. But Jason Hall Francis, completely different book. But to your other stuff, I reckon I've got a plan. I know something that could fix this going home um 
we got this academy um, stuff going on. The yep. clubs have the academies. You know what? You should be allowed to draft at 16. Yep. Right. They don't play. They have two years in the club. They yep. play the VFL. That They don't play the AFL just because of the bigger bodies. Like, pretty hard. You yep. know, let them merge into it. They still can play. Um, they, they do their schooling. They get the clubs look after them. Yep. Right? After two years, the player can go, oh, I might want to try somewhere else. Yep. But they can still draft at the 18-year-old, if that makes sense. So you open the age group from 16 to 18, have your draft age. Any player wants to put their hand up to go move, to learn about inside the club, how to live like that. So how, how would they go about that then if they're saying, if they're going, no, I don't want to go to, say say a Melbourne player, a Melbourne kid that's 16, yeah. says, I don't want to go to Gold Coast because it's too far away from my family at that stage. Don't draft him. So, no, no, but for a 16-year-old, you're saying that, at 16 and 18 is completely different. Yeah. 16, you have no responsibilities. You can't go anywhere. You can't get your license. You can't do anything. At 18, you have the um, the versatility to it. Say if you got drafted to Gold Coast or something like that, you can still go and do stuff. You can yeah. still go get your license. You can still go drive yeah, around. Yeah, but you're, and... start, you're starting your ad- adult life. Like, you're by yes. yourself straight yeah, away. But, so if you're 16, so are you just saying they have to stay? The academy is only in Melbourne. But what if Melbourne don't... No, the no, Melbourne no, team I'm saying, doesn't pick them. No, no. Then, then they still play their NAB league and stuff like that. They can okay, go for so their draft. Uh, what I'm saying that, is you pick your okay. academy from your region yep. as 16-year-olds, which they are, but then they get contracted to the club. Yep. Then the club owns the rights to that player, right? Then it stops the father and son. The father and sons are in there already contracted to those, those clubs straight away. Yep. So there's not going to be this Ashcroft going on where Ashcroft is the number one pick. Yep. We all know he's going to be the number one. Or Nick Dacos. Or Nick Dacos. We all know they were meant to be number one, but GWS can't pick him because he's already gone to Brisbane. Yep. Like, stop the nominations and make the draft pick one is the best talent available just minimise the players that are going yeah but if every single club has an academy and they've got the right they all have academies now no no yeah but if they've got the rights to that player and that player is the best player in the draft no he doesn't go for the draft he's contracted already to the club it's part of their numbers on the team list does that make sense yes okay so instead of instead of having rookie B and rookie A contracts if you you go, oh, Ashcroft at 16, oh, mate, he's a pretty good player. If you want to have him as father or son, you've got to take him right now. Put him in straight away. Yep. If you want, if you see a kid from out of state, like a Victorian... I know Victorians have the bigger pool of players and stuff like that. Yeah. But <clears throat> the kid... Some kids might go, yeah, I'll go play. But they have a four-year contract yep. instead of the two years where it's easy to move. The four years holds them down for a bit... But it's also a reflection on the club not doing their part and looking after. You know what? Fly their parents over more. Yeah. Get that. Get buy a house with the parents. I know if if my son or my daughter wants to play for Gold Coast or Freya, I'm saying go, go. Just yeah. the only thing is, buy me a house there. Like I'll watch your games. I'll find a job. Get the clubs have to do more to look after those young players. Yeah, but that then comes down to funds and and Australian sports and that don't seem to have the funds that, say, that, like US sports or anything yeah, like that I agree. have. So so I think they have a lot more money than they let... Let on. Let on. But at the same at the same point, they've got to... 
they're still got to be within their budget. They're still got to be within all that. And now coming out of COVID and stuff, obviously they're all in much better financial positions. How would you fix the go home? How would I fix the go home? I just think it should just be contracts. Like you can, you, you can, can trade contracts. though. we see it in the yeah, NBA all yeah, the time. Yeah. So it's a matter of so that's where they've taken too much away from the clubs. So too that, much power. Away. Too much power away from the clubs. The clubs are the business. Yeah. The clubs are the business. They should have more say than the players. The players, yes, they should have a say, and they can they can still have their rights. They can still say, "I'm sitting out the year if you're not going to trade me." That's all, all. That stuff is fine, right? If that's what they want to do to their career, that's okay. Yep. But if they've signed a contract saying they want to be there for two years, unless the club agrees and they agree and there's a good deal for them. Fine. You can't force your way out and go. I'm going to the draft, like because Ollie Henry. Yeah, like that sort of stuff. When they're contracted, yeah. if they are contracted or they're restricted free agents, that those rules are there in place, and now there's ways around them which shouldn't be there. Yeah. So that's where they've got. You should be bypassing though. You shouldn't be able to bypass the rules that are already there in place just because now it's going to all this mental health and all this other stuff, yeah, that's fine. That's all there. But at the same point, we've got to be able to actually still give the club something to deal. Because like, when a player comes out and goes, I'm going... They lose value They lose away. value and the clubs can't get what they actually should be able to get to. So it for, I'll, <clears throat> for me, though, rookie contracts should be, always be four years, not two years. Should yep. always be four years. Yep. Even if the player is a bust... That's the club for not picking the right yeah, player. Exactly. That's that, so that's pick. a that's a club fault, not a player fault. That's yep. a club fault. They, the, they can they can still have contract buyouts and yep. all that stuff if they need to free up a list spot and all that sort of stuff. So there's still those avenues yep. that they could do. So I do like the four year. Any player, any big star like Dunkley, trying to force their way out of a club when they're contracted, trying to get to a Brisbane like he did this year. Yep. They got to. It has to marry up. I'm sick of watching these draft compensations for players. So they got to. It's got contracts have to marry up. There's got to be small player and player trades, one on one trades. It can't be Dunkley's worth two first round picks. It has to be player versus player. Marry up the contract. Yeah. The draft picks should not reflect the player, like with the bid system and stuff like that, yep. or the point system. Sorry. So I think players should. They want to go home factor as well. Take the player's right to say no to a trade when the club wants to move them. Yeah. If that makes sense. So the, it's all well and good for a player to go, I'm homesick, you got to move. What about the clubs saying it? The club should be able to go, no, you're not fitting our build, we're going to trade you off here. But the player can go, no, I don't want to be traded. And that's the end of the trade. Yeah, correct. So that, so that should why, be opened that, up that's on why, both. Yeah, if, if they want to play it like that, then it's either got to go both ways... So like the clubs the can, so the clubs can do that, or it's got to be it's got to be an even playing field, really. And I think they should open up the trade till round five or six in the AFL season. No mid-season draft. The free agency pool. You could sign anyone at any time. It should be able to, so they can come in and play. There's a whole uh, we could get onto it. Look, but my last question for you about the AFL, mm-hmm. and then I'm done on the AFL. Yep. Is Geelong? the way to rebuild a side or to build a side or build a successful side with how they've done it in the last 15 years? Well, at this point now, like they've obviously had success without the ultimate success, but at the end of the day, they've still had success and 
They've had sustained like, success. Which, which is weird because last year you'd say no because they hadn't won a grand final since 2011. But now once they've won one, it's a yes. Yeah. It, it's got to be a yes. They've been there every year. They've been fighting for the premiership every year. And now they've finally got another one. And you can't see them dropping away, right? If you look at it, you can still keep saying they're too old, they're too old, they're too old. But at the end of the day, they just injected still three good. first round picks plus pick seven coming in the draft. Yeah. I know Sal would retire that is yeah. very much sad, yeah. but still, like how they move their plays, and there's no Collingwood factor, whereas there's so much big money in a team where they're struggling on the salary cap. Their salary cap is fine, like yeah, not well, not fine. Every team will have their issues. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the background. Of oh, it. they're still going to be like, but. They don't really. They've they've spread the load a bit. Like they they get a guy on a hundred thousand dollar discount rather than spending. Well, Tom Stewart's only on five hundred thousand a year. Yeah, uh, he's the best defender in the league. One of yeah. He's but uh, Weering probably be the closest second to me. Yeah, I, I think he, he'd be top. Like you could say top five, like hundred percent. So yeah. oh, I still just, reckon. And Stewart's one of the best players in the league as well. Not just as a defender, he's yeah. one of the best players. And he's on five hundred. That's a bargain. Yeah, Collingwood just signed McStay for six hundred fifty thousand a year. Yeah, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Collingwood's list of managers aren't very good though. <laughs> they're probably they're probably not ones to compare to. But like Sydney is still paying Buddy big money, and yeah. he's on the back tail end of his career. Yeah, like um, Tim Kelly at West Coast on big money. Jared Polak at Kangaroos on big money. I don't think he's on big money anymore. No, he's on he's, the five seven fifty. Yeah, I think he's seven hundred fifty thousand for five uh, years, and he's on his fourth year now. Oh, his fourth year. Okay, I so, thought he was. I thought he was done and dusted. But, um, like, but, yeah. but, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. I, they, I think, they spread it out their budget yeah. so well. Yeah, I, I the think, only big player they have is Jeremy. Kimmel. I think it would have to be a resounding yes, though. Now, like with yeah. that, that is probably the way you can do it. Like, and teams are trying, but you've obviously still got to pick the right guys and the right fit for your team. Like, St Kilda tried it; they went quite well. For the first year of their thing, their plan, Who? but St Kilda, Who? shut up. They like they obviously went well the first year that they got um, Brad Hill and Paddy Ryder and all and those Dugan guys, Howard. and then anything after after that, that I was, can't. I ended can't, up being it just fell off a cliff. In the last ten years, they still got the same list manager. They haven't fired their list manager. However, you pick Billings over Bontepalli, you're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Genuine. I, I'm actually serious. Like yeah. He said that Billings would be one of the best players in the league after snubbing one of the best players in the league in Bontepalli. Oh, yeah. Like, you, that's just ego <laughs> right there. Oh. And not knowing your job. Yeah. I, I don't know how you saw a small four being better than a slow midfielder who's got strength bursting out of a pack and finding great... And would, have, and would have smashed. and would have would have had every comparison to Scott Pendlebury yeah. coming up and everything, and literally proved that he was almost the second coming of Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I, and also I, I, do I know Paddy McCartan had the concussions, but yeah. going Paddy McCartan over Petrarca. Yeah, so that one's that one's different. That's a, that's a hard one, but because no, they, they didn't have a, they didn't they, have a star midfielder. They, they needed then. yeah, but they needed a key forward bad. As well to come up behind because they they had Kaczynski and Rewalt and the all them. Cosy left Rewalt yeah. was still but there. As he, was, last he was year. St- struggling, yeah. and so they did need somebody coming up behind him. He did look like he was going to be good, and obviously he, he is he, good. He's 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 harder because he had a lot of injury issues. Yeah. So you can't say that was a fail, but at the same time, it still it's a is fail. a fail. <laughs> it's <laughs> so. a fail because no matter how you look at it, yeah. it's like 1984. Houston Rockets selected. Hakeem Olajuwon at pick one, Portland pick Sam Bowie at 
at pick two. Chicago Bulls picked Michael Jordan. Yeah. Did Rockets and Portland fail? Uh, Portland, yes. Portland's Rockets, definitely no. yes. Rockets? Rockets, no. You could, you'd be so happy you, with if that you're pick. the Rockets pick, knowing happy. what we know with hindsight, you still go with a large one. We're knowing what we know oh, now. You're, you're obviously probably hindsight. not going to, but you'd still be. It's happy a, it's with a line pick. draw, so yes. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a, Portland, what, what yeah. I'm trying to get Portland, is. Portland, yes, though. Yeah, <laughs> Portland had Clyde Drexler at that time, but I'm not getting into that yeah. right now. I'd yeah. get it. But my point is, with hindsight 2020 vision, Petrarca would have been the better pick. Yeah. Even a Goey at the time. Yeah. Because that was the same draft. Or a Darcy Moore. Yeah. So oh, that's all i got to say about the um, Colin, uh, Geelong and St. Kilda in the model. Yeah. All right. There's a halftime sorry. Let's go to our full break. <laughs> NBA season. Just opening week. Three, ga- three days into it. We have to address the elephant in the room. Golden State Warriors. Champions again. Four and six or seven years, I think it is. Yep. What a dynasty. They're one of the best dynasties I've seen in, in the last 25 years. Yeah. Oh, behind the Bulls, obviously. I think they're the second best, equal with the Spurs. But opening night, they're getting the rings and the and just the, the sheer gratitude by the fans was ridiculous. Yeah. And then them playing against LeBron, where Curry's got four, LeBron's got four, and Curry does his thing. LeBron had a great game. Yeah. But Warriors just trounced LeBron and and the Lakers. And we talked about loyalty and footy just before, staying home. Look what Curry and Clay and Draymond and um, Iguodala have built at Golden State. Yep. They have built a team, a chemistry. With, obviously, you can't say no to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is a big part of that. Oh, yeah. And Jordan Poole fitting into it. Kaminga fitting that, into that's it. What, you can just see that they're drafting the right guys. They're drafting the right fit. They're drafting the right guys that go with that mould. Obviously, we've had the incident with Draymond and Poole, but it's the first one. It's that, the we first know, one. that we know. That we know. They obviously had Draymond and Kevin Durant. Yeah. But the, it's the first real major one from one of their main guys that is that is actually even something's come out of it. But just the... Ball movement, like the back cuts, the cut, like moving without the ball, like asking NBA players to do that for the collective of a team. Why isn't any other team doing it? You yeah. don't see this much it's, movement, it, like, it's like feel the, it Phoenix do. It's bit. just like the buy-in. Like it's, yeah. it's honestly like that. Somehow Steve Kerr has a in, amazing philosophy or whatever he's got going on there. People that, believe him. That just it's just well, obviously now there's proof in the pudding, yeah. but. The fact that now they can just get guys to come in and go, I'm happy to take a step back, or I'm happy to do whatever you want me to do just so I can win. Yeah. But they've got that. And if you do and, it and you win, you get a big payout. Look at yeah. Paul, Paul and Wiggins getting up big deals. Big Gary deals. Payton, like as well. Well, but he obviously got yeah, a big deal yeah, from Paul. But I'm talking about if you stay here, we look after you sort of thing. Yeah. Like, Correct. Well, Paul got the four years and Wiggins got the uh, uh, four years four, as well. Far out, like, and yep. not just small amounts of money, like big, big coin. Yeah, it is. But then, where does that leave Draymond? Is that I, I think they're hoping Wiseman takes over this year and they can let. I don't Draymond know. I reckon go. they'll keep. If Draymond asks, I want three years at sixty-five he wants a max, million. He wants a max. 
he can't. His, he, ma- he, his max would be smaller not, than everyone else's. He is not max. worth a max. No, but I don't. I I don't can't see Warriors not signing him because they'll pay the luxury. Yeah, but they're that far over. It's not going to happen now. But they're the one of the richest teams. Yeah, I know they are, but they're richer than Lakers. Man. I I know they are, but at some point they've got to stop. Like at some point their profits, like they they wouldn't be making profit, or they wouldn't even it wouldn't be worth it. And Draymond's an aging star, right? And he's... If he's on any other team, we'll think of him differently. Yeah, he's realistically only got, what, two good years? Who, if you... Probably. If you're... With how he has aged and how what's going on with him. You're Golden State, do you run run with him? Run it back with him? Right now, yes. Yeah? Yeah, obviously, yes. And then trade him in the off-season next year? But I'm pretty sure he's got next year contracted as well. But still, that value of that is yeah, pretty yeah, high. Yeah, correct. Still. So, but that's where they're probably going to leave it up to this season as to see what happens with him, what happens with how he plays. If he if he comes back up, then yeah, maybe you know a team really needs to make a, take a push with him. Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Draymond helping Trey get his shot. Atlanta in pick and rolls with. You know, you know who actually really should go after him really, really hard is Portland. Explain. They, they have got they've got really good offensive weapons. Damian Lillard's always had that. They have never ever had a defensive like um, what's it called? Um, Big. Oh no, they've just ha- never had like, an a anchor. defensive. Yeah, anchor. That's the one. Um, where Lillard needs that behind him. It's the same as Curry. Curry yeah. needed that. Um, they've got Simons now. He's not a great defender either. Nurkic isn't known for his great defense, but now they've got um, Grant, uh, Jeremy Grant, who's a good defender as well. So they then have guys that could intertwine and and work together to create that. And then it doesn't look as bad on uh, Damian Lillard and Simons when because they have backup. They have guys there to help them out. They have guys to take those assignments and Gary Payton. Yeah. Then they'd have three genuine guys that could play really good defense and then they have their obviously scoring power as well. Yeah. Oh I think think you're right there. Portland would be good. I do like the Atlanta. I do like the option of Trey and Jajante and pick and rolls to Draymond. Yeah. Lillard Lillard still finds his shots. Draymond can help. Yep. But I don't think he's what he was. No. I don't think his value is what he is. Like, he brings the winning attitude. He brings the passion and the tenacity and the effort. And leadership. And, and it, I, I, I can't give in, some... In a, in a way. In a way. Thank you. That's good. good. Yeah. yeah that, in a, that's in a way. But my whole thing is, Golden State, going back to my original point, Golden State are the best team. Yeah. I... I what I really want from the NBA... They're the most rounded team. Most rounded team, but what I really want from the NBA is to somehow jib the season and get me a Golden State-Milwaukee Bucks finals. Because they're the two... That's, who, that's what the it should two, have been last yeah, year. Yeah, the two best teams. But in saying that, watching the Celtics in opening night, one, those uniforms were amazing. I love those <laughs> uniforms, and yeah. I hate Celtics. But two... They play with effort and tenacity. They are, Celtics are going to be damn good again. Like yep. I mean, really good. And the Brogdon piece was awesome. Like yep. him fitting it's in. About staying on the court for him. Really, yep. he's always been. He's always been a really good player. And but... Tatum for MVP. Like I was like, mm, maybe watching him play. Yeah. The attitude has changed. Last season, Tatum let Marcus Smart defend the best player. Tatum was shooing off Marcus Smart when when James Harden was cooking. Tatum wanted that matchup. Yeah. Tatum went into the post, defending the post against Embiid. Like, if he brings that mentality 
throughout the season. Celtics yep. are in a good good path where I reckon that because he'll he'll want Giannis, he'll yep. want to defend Giannis. He will. Oh, if I if they play Curry in the Warriors again, I want Curry. Yep. That's who I'm defending. Which he should have done in the final For, series. Yeah, I think so too. But that that's what I mean. Like they're yeah. they're the yeah, two. It's the attitude. It yeah. is now come out going. Nah, I'm not copping that again. Yeah, I'm coming out and I'm winning. Yeah, and that's which is obviously the attitude, and we'd like to say it's the attitude he should have had last season. But you realistically, they realistically last season they way overachieved. Overachieved. Coming it? from where they came from, from what they had done for two or three seasons in a row, and then to finally turn it around mid-season, they they realistically way over overachieved. So to now come back and build on that, yeah. But my thing with the Celtics, though, right? Yep. With Ooh, with the Tatum, you've got to go through hard yards. I, I'm sick of watching... Like, Golden State Warriors, Agreed. before they won their championship, they got knocked out in the first round to yep. um, Clippers Cup, I think, 2013 in a seven-game series. Yep. 2014, they beat um, Denver Nuggets as a sixth seed, then lost to the Spurs. Like, they went through adversity. They lost. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't get to where they are overnight. Yeah. Whereas teams like the LeBron teams, because they got LeBron... Well, they got Wade and Bosch. And, and the Weak East as the well. The Weak like, East so helped. They, they bypassed a lot of that <clears throat> stuff. So then when they come up against the Western Conference teams that have just been through three rounds of that, then... Are tired then, and fatigued. No, like, and down the ringer. Got, yeah, they, they've gone through all that hard stuff to get there and then they finally go, oh, I'm here. Now I'm going to win it, basically. Uh, where Are we going to address the Philadelphia 76ers? What you first thought? Uh, I'm happy to. I know you're not big on them. No, no, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to. And give me, give me a question. Give me a, give me something that you want to ask me about the Philly. Well, James series. Harden had 30 points again, second time. I'm happy to say that James Harden looks like he's in some ripping form. What about Maxi? Not a fan. I, 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 I think he's now back to the third, the third fiddle. Yeah. And I think James Harden is taking control of the team. Yeah. Um. Which he Which should with the talent he, he has. He should, and obviously he's obviously put in the hard yards. He's shown that he wants to be there. He's done all that stuff that he sh- he needed to do last season. When we're referring to James Harden, we're not going to say, "Oh, he's showing he wants <laughs> to be there." After he did that for a little bit for Houston, a little bit yeah. for Brooklyn. Yeah, he's, no, but he's shown that he, for him to take a pay cut, realistically, for him to actually, by the looks of it, get in shape and do the hard yards in an off season for what the first time in five seasons. He's a professional NBA he, player. We all know he should have been doing that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he's actually finally done it. Yeah. And I think that's going to resonate with his team. I I don't understand why no one is talking about the addition of PJ Tucker because he is going to be massive for them. That is is one of the most underrated picks for the whole off season or pickups for the whole off season because one I love that guy. Two, he he will defend all the best players for the other team in Giannis, LeBron, all those got Tatum. He'll he'll defend all of them. He is the guy that will take all of them, and he doesn't not get enough credit. And he's done it for how many seasons in a row? Where where he's for Miami, for Houston, for uh, wherever else he's been. Suns. Suns. That's it. Uh, oh, but, maybe Raptors. I think he was stings there at Raptors. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so. He's, he's done it, and he, and he keeps on doing it. My thing with PJ yep. is he was all right at the start with 
Miami last season and he felt fell away in the playoffs. He just couldn't sustain the back to back. I get the the grueling yeah. task of but, it all, but what he I has think to PJ do... Tucker is a nice addition, but he's not the the changing of the wins at Philly. All right, now where I sit, what they miss desperately is a definitely a number one defender, not a not a not a he can defend like um, Tobias Harris is crap. Yeah, he's. For fifty-two yeah, million, but, or but that's it what is. they've got three guys. That's where PJ Tucker, I'm saying, is a really, really good addition, and they need to play more of, say, a thigh ball or something like that, because because thigh ball they, needs to be in that same line. Because they have to, like, they got he, run off the court he, by Celtics. He needs to d- develop more bucked. of a shot, yes. But the fact that they're going to have James Harden or Maxi or Embiid, either all three of them or at least two of them on the court at one time, and then you could have PJ Tucker and Thibault, who could then rotate on defense and help cover and and do really good assignments for them. They need that sort of a lineup because if, if they just constantly play Maxi, Harden, and Embiid, as much as Embiid's a good um, big inside, if he gets dragged out, he gets found out. Yeah. He really does. <clears throat> He's too big and lanky. They're talking just... about being this defensive team. Yep. They don't. They cannot play defense. Um, but with Philly right now, they are not even the third best team no. in in that East. No. I I still have Bucks higher, and I'm Miami's still bald yesterday. Nah, I'm I'm still I'm still calling Miami is going to drop. They um, were still balling. They. Yeah. I'm they're they're going to get their 40 wins. I'm not saying they're not. I think they'll still be in the playoffs, but I really think they're a very big chance for playing. I can't see I can't see Atlanta Hawks jumping him in the division. Atlanta Hawks look really good. Yep, but till you play till they <laughs> I um, know, I know, but it's in saying that though, I, I can see those guys doing that very often. I, I could see it happening, I could see it working. I, I feel like DeJounte Murray is going to handle the defensive load for them and he's he clearly thrives on that as well. Yeah. And they're both really good distributors. When Trey wants to distribute it, and now he's got trust in some of his guys, which maybe Dejounte Murray has brought that over. He's Has come to. from Spurs. Had to. He's come from the Spurs, which Popovich would have been drilling that into him still. And the fact that he's come over, and now Dejounte Murray's gone. You've got to share the ball for this to work. It, you can already see it. Yeah. The fact that Dejounte Murray is being able to handle the ball more, and, and Trey Young is playing more off ball. I really feel like it looks like Trey Young's bought in and he wants to win, and that that was the probably the biggest issue. Yeah, there's. I still think there will be times in that season where where there's going to be kinks. There's always going to be kinks in everything. Yep. Uh, by January, we'll know who the real deal is. Yeah, I'm big on that. By January, the yep. real teams will come, unless there would be another Celtics team where they had that win streak from January yeah, onwards. Which was crazy. It was very rare. Very rare. The other thing, the other team that surprised the really surprised me was Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> no joke. I was literally, you beat me to it because I was, no joke, just about to ask you, like, what what is actually their ceiling? Like, how how good can they be? Like, we all, I'm still critical on that Gobert trade. I think they paid way too much still. But how good can they actually be? They've got, they've got the talent. They've got, they've got a lot of pieces. They've only got, four, to be fair, they only got four pieces. They've got Edwards, Russell, Towns, Gobert. Yep. They don't have a bench. They don't have the next player. Yep. And that's fine. Really is. But Towns needs to go 28, 
30 points a game mm-hmm. and maybe 8 to 10 rebounds. Russell needs to have 15 and 10. Edwards needs to be a 23, 24-point scorer. And all Gobert has to do is keep it's that defense alive. Yep. If he pulls down 20 boards, does Dennis Rodman, that's all but that, he is. But that, in all honesty, and that's where I can see why they kind of looked at this trade, that's one of Towns' weaknesses. But I wouldn't pay. That's one of Towns' weaknesses is rebounding. For a big guy, he's a terrible rebounder. So the fact that they've got this guy in who can, who's literally the, he's taking, he's, sorry, he's filling in the void of um, Towns' two weaknesses in defense and rebounding. And for a big guy, it's obviously very critical. But the way Towns shoots the ball, he can play as a power forward. So if they could do that, the only thing I'm worried about is when they come across a good power forward like a KD who can ball handle is how to how yeah, how Mick McDaniel or Noel or, or something like, like that, that going to handle that. Even um, Prince. I think they got Tayshon Prince. Yeah. Yeah. So Not Tayshon. Uh, that, that would be my one issue with playing the two of them together. Yeah. Um, but I can also see it working at the same I, point. I, I can see them winning 50 games. Oh, they, well, the way... It, the way I'm looking at it, right, is they should have beat Memphis last season in the playoffs, right? They should have beaten them, and they I can't I still don't know how they didn't beat them, right? They were the better team. Yeah. They were 100 percent the better team in that. Oh, playoff for series. three games, so oh, it, no, they lost. They lost in six, yeah. In the playoff series, they had four or five games where they were up by twenty something points in the games, <laughs> and they blew every. They they were leading every game, and they blew the leads. I don't think it was that much. I think you're no, doing a guns. I'm gen no genuinely. They were it was minimum four games where they were up by twenty. Okay. Okay. And no joke, they were. That's why they, I think they won one or two, and then the other two Memphis came back and and won somehow. So the fact that they were there, and then would you say they got better in the off season or yeah, they got the same? no, they got better. They definitely added a piece with yeah. Gobert. They but definitely they got better. Anything? No, I don't think they have really. Realistically, they didn't lose much. My thing is they're still one move away. I reckon yeah. offload Russell. Yeah, I don't know what you can get for him, but if you could add even two shooters and another a proper point guard, like trying to go after a Ricky Rubio, yeah, in that yeah. scenario, like try to, but I don't think Cleveland will want another Levert type player with yeah, high scoring. Levert with might Donovan. not really work out. So who knows? Le- yeah, or you get Levert Rubio in a Russell trade and maybe a, a bench player. I don't know. I'm just. Yep. Throwing stuff out here. That yep. is literally what they need. Or they could go, we need to go a bit more wing defensive. Russell for um, for Grant and the other pick that they have, Minnesota, if Portland are blowing up their roster to mm. tank for Victor Wanyama, whatever his name is. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely reckon that they're... Like, I, I don't think Portland's going to get rid of um, Jeremy Grant after they've just acquired him, unless they can get some really good nights. They have to back, and they're definitely not going to take Russell because of what they've got there. Well, uh, till till the trade happens, till there's trades happening, I can't. I still reckon Damian Lillard is gettable. I cannot see. I, I don't yeah. see any way. Yep. Anyway, well, that's the quarter end of the quarter. All right. So coming back, right, fourth quarter kickoff. Is there was there any surprises? for the first week of the NBA that you were absolutely shocked by? Because I've got one. 
I've got two. I've got I've got one really big one that I was I've got a joke super one. shocked about and really annoyed about. <laughs> I, I've got I've got a joke one and yeah. I've got a proper serious one. Okay. Joke one: Anthony Davis is not injured yet. I'm actually genuinely shocked <laughs> yeah. that he's not injured yeah. yet. He actually ball. He's born. He's, born. he's yes, playing he really good. My second one, my it's more of a it was a big overreaction. I could not believe what I saw. Mm-hmm. Is the Brooklyn Nets getting torched by the Pelicans? Where Pelicans? You know what? I that's not. I'm not shocked by no, that. No, no. I'm shocked bit. in the way, in the matter of the beatdown. Zion Williams having 28, I think it was, and 13, and Brandon Ingram. Is, if he's not the third best power forward, uh, small forward power forward in the league, he's making a bloody good case for it. Yep. Like we're talking, I talked about Tatum. Yeah. Going for. I'm saying right now, Ingram. He knows where he wants to be back. He, want, he wants yep. to be back in the playoffs. And they are. But 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 Pelic- it, My reaction is Pelicans are the real deal, and my overreaction is they're going to make the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, all right. They they I, will. A hundred percent could see it. Right. If you look at it, like their five starters, Valanciunas, unbelievable. Zion. No, their five starters yeah. are unbelievable. Uh, their point, uh, their guard, point guard. Yeah. But you <laughs> know. In a way, right? Uh, the viewers won't say We literally were like, they're point guard, and we started moving our, hand, our same hand. We're going, oh, it's a bit iffy. Okay. But in saying that, like Jose Alvarado, right? If you have him as your point guard, and he's taking the best, the other team's point guard, he's realistically going to shut him down. Like, yeah. With how he's playing and how he plays defense. But they got Dyson Daniels. And he didn't him. get on the court. And Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Oh my God! There's another one. Like everywhere yeah. you look, yeah. like oh, they're, stacked. they're stacked. They are stacked. They are primed and they're ready to make and another. Like, don't make a move. But they are like, I think they're ahead of where Memphis was last season. Yes, because of absolutely who, because of who they have. But they're in the same boat as don't don't shake up that roster. Yeah. Don't don't touch anything unless something's not working. But do not touch that roster because everything there is well in place to be a really, really good fit. Even if you wanted to um, take Valanciunas out and play Zion at the center, yeah, he can do that, and you can go full small ball, play Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion as your your front three, and then you still got um, Alvarado and. Um, CJ, or you can play Dyson Daniels and CJ, or Devonte Graham still there. What? It, yeah, like you've got you've got all these like different options. That you and have, they still got four more picks for this nine, draft. They're nine deep. Oh, Ima- yeah. Imagine if and they got Lakers picks, aren't they? Yeah, there's a Lakers <laughs> pick in there. Yeah, but imagine let's hypothetically let's say New Orleans with their picks that they've got from the Bucks, the Lakers, and I'm blanking on the other one. Yeah, and they end up in the um in the lottery in the lottery, and they got Victor. Yeah. Which would be the one position that they could then fill. Fill. And Valachunas, bye-bye, mate. Yeah. Like, that team, Zion, we were talking about Zion wanting to go to New York, and yep. it nearly happened. Yeah. Right? Like we're not going to say... No. I would not go to New York yep. if I was Zion. I don't care who's there. That team is not built like this. This team is ready. Oh, and they're ready for the make a run for years. Yeah, and the coach is the right coach. They're there. They're well and yep. truly there. Oh, I don't know about what your overreaction was, but that okay. was mine. Okay, not not overreaction, but one shock for the week yeah. was I could not believe the beatdown that Utah gave Denver. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I that. I 
could not believe like obviously I had a bet on that like it oh, was, me it, too. was it was part of my multi me too but in saying that like I just I just never seen that coming I had Denver at 11 plus I had them blowing Utah out I can't see why Utah is winning early games I've watched many many seasons of basketball and in the first game first oh, anything happens anything I know. happens and I, know. I actually won on the game I know I put 5 bucks on Utah to win yeah, but it was it was ridiculous. At, but it wasn't at six dollars fifty. Yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the fact that like they only just won or they beat it by like fifteen it points. There was a lot or, of junk points in the last five yeah, minutes. But still, like the fact that they obviously started resting. Their I'm guys, not panicking. It was yeah. I'm not panicking either. But I'm I've actually you'll see later on. But I've actually picked Denver to beat Golden State. Um, but the. I just could not believe that Utah won. Like uh, a lot of those teams are tanking teams. Yeah. We, we know what teams are going to be doing this season, and trying to get the number one or number two pick. They you can't get the number one pick on opening night. Is my philosophy? No, no, I know, but the that that one win could come into play later on. Yeah. All I'm all I'm going to say is, two thousand and I think it was fourteen game or no, two, sorry, two thousand. 16 or 2015, right? <clears throat> Defending champs, Miami Heat, going to Philly. A really bad Philly, opening night game. Michael Carter-Williams debuted. 10-10 and 40. Yep. Beats Miami. Yep. Everyone goes crazy on it. <coughs> I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it all. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. <coughs> now we're, yeah. I, I, just could, I, I was just one of the things I was just like, oh, how? Yeah. How? Yeah. It's obviously a multi-killer. Yep. It's just one of your sure things. You're like, that surely they can't lose to Utah. Yep. They're tanking for the season. We know they're trying to get for the lottery pick. <laughs> and then they do that. Then, yes. Not a fan. No, no and it was... <laughs> it was really... It, it was more the fact on how well they shot as well. That I think at one stage it was a stat 11 yeah. from 14 from three-pointers. They've got some serious scorers though on that team though. They do. And but, I think Danny Ainge wants to get rid of him real quick because yeah. he really doesn't <laughs> want to be winning those games yeah. all too happen, all too often. But remember, if all they have to finish is in the bottom four to get a twelve yeah, percent chance. Exactly. To get. But if I was them, you want two picks to guarantee you twenty five percent chance of getting a number one. Yeah. That's my theory. But enough on the on the um, opening opening. I know you want to bring this segment into last year. Yeah. Okay. You've yeah. got your what do you what do you want? Ashes not ashes moment, on the punt on the we'll punt. call it on the punt ash yeah. on the punt ashes <laughs> on the punt moment yeah. segment. We'll we'll slowly bring in different sort of sports and everything as well. Like with that, I'll I'll, I'll maybe add in some NFL and yeah. Um, obviously, while the season's going, it'll change to AFL and um, maybe if we can get in some AFLW as well, I might try that if yeah. there is any bets. But they're really hard because. Low possessions, unfortunately, sometimes. Oh, it's just even uh, the win losses like that. Yeah, that kills me. Yeah, but then, um, yeah, obviously, I'll try and get a little bit of racing in. I was going to bring it in this week because I'm going into going to Cox Plate tomorrow. But um, I just yeah, running. I sort of sort of thought I'd leave it out for this week anyway. So oh, you didn't get um, one this? No, nah, I didn't do a racing one. I've got I've got two NBA ones. I thought I'd keep it keep it topical, keep it what we've been talking about. Um, obviously, we finished off talking about the NBA, so I thought yeah. it'd be good. Um, so, my um, I'll, I'll give you. I've got two multis, two five leg multis, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
leg multis. Yeah, so right. two separate multis, both five legs. Yeah. All right, so I've what got uh, both M- both NBA, full okay. NBA. Um, I'm, just, I'm just running it down. So. Yeah, full NBA. So I've got, I've got the Charlotte Hornets versus Pelicans. I've got Pelicans minus two and a half. So... If you don't know what that is, it's that means Pelicans have to win by three points or more, um, which surely they can do that against Charlotte. So you're definitely backing in Pelicans, Pelicans to win, to win, and, and by a three. Yeah. Okay. So then when so if you hear minus, I've picked that team to win by that or more. Yeah. Um, if you hear plus, it means I've picked that team to win or they've got a buffer of yeah. say in this next one. I've got Atlanta Hawks versus Orlando. Um, <laughs> I really liked what I seen by Orlando. Orlando, were, ooh, I really liked frisky. what I seen. They're, they're one of the, they're the, they're in the new grit and grind team, I reckon. Yep, but I've got so I've got Orlando Magic, so they can win because we don't know how this Atlanta Hawks thing is going to go still, but and they're going to have some rocky rocky games. So I've got Orlando Magic at plus sixteen and a half, so they can lo- they can lose by sixteen points or win. Um, right. So I've got a pretty big buffer on them, um, and you still get decent enough odds to chuck in your multi just to boost the odds up and um, give you an extra leg. Um, like I said, like you know, I'm a bit down on Miami. I really liked what I seen from Boston. Yeah. Uh, I've got Boston Celtics to win by three or more, so I've got them at minus two and a half. Yeah. Um, and this is on Ladbrokes as well, so I'll give you I'll give you the odds after. Um, so that's my third leg. My fourth leg, I've I've gone I've gone all out. I've picked Denver Nuggets head to head against Golden State. Yeah. Um, which I I could have I could well have chucked them in a um in an alternate line and and given them a buffer, but um I like their juicy odds at two dollars eighty five. So <laughs> I, I like their juicy. I wanted I wanted that to to come into into my multi. Um, and then I've got Portland versus Phoenix. Yeah, I liked what I seen from Portland. I don't think Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to be up and down again. Um, I, I think they're going to be a dropper this season. This season as well. So I think, uh, and Portland's trying to play to see if they can be a good team or not before they decide if they want to tank. I, I believe. <laughs> so I've got them at plus eight and a half. So it means they can lose by eight. And I still win and still cover, yep. or they can win, right? And that multi, that multi gives me fifteen dollars fifty-seven. So I've chucked ten on it. So my winnings is one hundred and fifty-five. Yeah. Um. So then for the second multi, I've gone a little bit more conservative in this one. Um. Still get ten dollars twenty-eight on my yep. multi, but I've got the Chicago Bulls versus Washington. I've got Chicago plus seven and a half. So they can lose by seven or win. And um, like what I've seen from DeRozan again this season, he's come out and he had a, he had and a picked up where he left off last season. Um, I've got, once again, I've got the Pelicans uh, versus Charlotte. But in this one, I've got them at minus six. I think they're, I think it's going to be a big win for them. But um, I'm going, that's still conservative, I think, yeah. um, at minus six, uh, which obviously means they just have, they have to win by... Six points or more. Yeah. Um, I've got Brooklyn versus Toronto. Um, for some reason, Brooklyn are favourites. Uh, so I'm going... It's at home, that's why. Yeah, but they don't really have a home court advantage. <laughs> um, so Toronto, I've got uh, I've got Toronto with plus eight and a half. 
Yep. So they just have to stay within eight um, and they all win. Um, I've got the Boston Celtics again versus Miami. But this time I've got them at minus four and a half. So they have to win by five or more. Yep. Uh, and then the last one, I've just got Grizzlies head-to-head versus Houston Rockets. And you went with Grizzlies. Yes, Grizzlies, obviously. Um, and that one's at that one gives me ten dollars twenty-eight. Yeah, so chuck ten on that, and that's a hundred dollars, hundred and two dollars odds for that five-leg multi. So I, I think it's a pretty, I think they're pretty good bets to be honest. Yeah, I, I think, I think pretty, they think, should be pretty safe. <clears throat> I think you're good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this will be a sort of a regular segment. I'll um, I'll chop and change with sports. I might give you some some weird multis with some crossover sports and stuff but um and maybe a couple of times guys can give me some some of his tips and see how he goes yeah i'm not too good at it <laughs> except for i can tell you who's get a school that's all i can tell you yeah. it's gonna be good for the day um I, i'm up 380 in their first three days um but i am sticking away from the games tomorrow Ooh. there's uh the toronto game is very intense like you there's some it's, good... it's, early, it's early in the season, but that's yeah. where you get. I like. I you like get your value early. from yeah, it. I like getting some value. But there's another game that I'm very worried about: the Indiana Spurs game. Hence why I left it alone. That scares. The <laughs> I don't know daylight. who wants to tank more. Uh, that scares the daylight out of me. And the, trying to pick who's going to score what. It's get it. If you want to watch a bad basketball game, that will be it. I'm telling. Yeah, I wouldn't even watch. Calden Johnson will have 16 plus points, but that is it. I can't pick anyone else to score anything. I can't yeah. pick any assists. Can't do anything like that, but yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a maybe it'll be a Halliburton game. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. Think <laughs> Jeez, or a Buddy Heard, yeah, or a Miles Turner. Oh, no, nah, Miles Turner's injured. So yeah, I, I think I think Indiana will win, but because I just don't see. I don't, I don't even know who Spurs have on their team. <laughs> I really don't. Uh Spurs has just got Calden. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Calden Johnson. Like he's yeah. he's good. Yeah, but that's what, like they're they're just they're going to be tanking yeah. hardcore. So they're going for the next Tim Duncan in Wembanyama. <laughs> they are. Tony, yeah. Yeah, well, the Tony Tony Parker ties. Yeah, exactly. The Frenchman. I'm I'm all done, mate. Yeah. I think we've done well today. Yep. And yeah, well done by you, mate. To be uh, back next week. And kick it off, and hopefully, a bit more of a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good right, one. See you next week.